That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast rewatching, dissecting, discussing, and in the case of the minute we've arrived at, geeking out over how cool this stuff can get. We've arrived at minute 95. I know it was a special treat for fans of the ultimate cut because this is where we get to see not only the fallout of, but glimpses of Batman's basically attack on LexCorp. I don't know. I'll be interested to see what we have to say about this. So let's get into it. Minute 95. Here we go. You enhance that? There you go, sir. I don't know what else to say about this, but this is just super cool. <laughs> I, I like the idea of visiting the wake of destruction. And I had mentioned before in the previous minute how the emergency vehicles and everything connects this to the Capitol. Yeah. So it's really neat that we are basically at another disaster. But we know that Batman was responsible for this one, not Superman or Lex, uh, which makes it a little bit more fun to enjoy. Again, I try not to think about it too much because like these guys probably didn't deserve to be like pawns in Lex's scheme. Well, I think this scene is a, obviously there's a lot of stuff we can break down about the, the actual text of the movie, but from a uh, backing up a little bit and looking at it as a, the way the scene is constructed when people have criticisms about the way Snyder handles these characters or this violence or like Batman specifically and the way Batman handles violence in this movie, he hasn't said it as as much about this, but if you go back to like Watchmen when he's asked like why is it so violent? Why do you depict things this way? And he he always says, "Well, I think that violence shouldn't be edited to be suitable for children. <laughs> maybe you like it and maybe you feel bad for liking it. Maybe that's the point." And so I think that this is a fascinating examination of that because if you look at what people complain about with this Batman, like you have the docks where he's in the Batmobile and then he's being shot at with rocket launchers and machine guns. And he is running over or shooting down thugs who are engaging in warfare with him. And that's what gets all the attention. But meanwhile, we go here. This is LexCorp. These are like office workers who are being hauled out on yeah. gurneys. Security. Security <laughs> yeah, guards. There are yeah. security guards, too. But like, I think there's like an old dude in a gurney. Like, he, like maybe he's like the guy from like the lobby like who just mans the door or something. Like these are – if you're going to talk about innocent victims, Batman just rolled up into an office building. And seriously injured people, but Snyder didn't show it. And so people aren't all up in arms about about it, which kind of goes back to that, like, "Mm, are they really upset about the fact that violence is happening? Or are they upset about the fact that they think it looks cool? And that kind of makes you feel guilty about appreciating violence. (laughs) Yeah, I think that that's kind of been my takeaway. And this is a good minute to bring it up because there's i mean you've described a lot of it um already is that i think that it this speaks to the overall plot of the movie which is superman helps people because it feels good when he does and batman hurts people because it feels good when he does and we want to feel good watching both right <laughs> and this movie like the best you know batman stories the dark knight returns it goes to the audience member and says you know you don't get to have it both ways and these aren't necessarily even Lex's, like, these aren't Lex's goons necessarily. At least not all of them are. These are, you know, these are not um, KGB's, KGB's thugs. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and people have always wondered also, I think, especially because we have the warehouse scene, there's been speculation that maybe there was originally an action scene here and it got cut out for time or got cut out for whatever reason. But I think the more I look at it, the more it's clear that it was designed to, we're supposed to witness the fallout, not the actual event. Um, and, um, and I, which I think is, is the kind of artistic implications of that are really interesting. Cause like I said, it, this is the most violent, brutal, no question about it. Batman is the aggressor. The victims are the most innocent of all of his victims. Yeah. They're bystanders because we don't see him do it. We, that it doesn't get that same reaction as when he guns down an actual thug with an actual gun shooting at him. <laughs> You can see the the littered among the shell casings are what looks like guns broken in half, like yeah. just snapped in half, which is a terrifying visual. But and then a basketball. <laughs> like, if anyone has any doubts that our sense of humor is Zack Snyder's himself, the fact that I know none of our listeners at this point, like thousands of people, will now watch this scene and see that backboard come into view over the desk and go like, "Oh my god, yes, the you know." <laughs> Catch you on the flippity flop, right? Of like the that orchestrated entrance, and then as the you know the cherry on the Sunday is what you're saying is the bullet through the basketball that yeah. has left it deflated is so dramatic. Yeah, well, and I I, love it. I I got a message the other day. Even someone's like, I was just watching BVS. I can't unsee Lex planning that shot now. Like every time I see that now, I I I know that he was just like practicing that for like an hour and like yep. yelling at his employees to get it right before they showed up. And then it's played it off as casual. The second they got there, the fact that we get a callback <laughs> to the basketball, <laughs> the basketball, even the basketball dead in yeah. the wake of Batman is just a chef's kiss does not come anywhere close well, to describing well, the ecstasy of that. And not only that, but it, it's deflated. And I know you said like, there's a bullet through it, but, there's a part of me that feels like I can picture him like picking it up and like crushing sticking it? it with his batarang or crushing <laughs> it with one hand, like like staring someone down as he like pops it, like <laughs> yeah, oh wow, with his or bare or hand. staring That'd someone terrifying. down and he picks up a batarang and like stares him down as he punctures it slowly with a batarang, like. <laughs> Well, now, okay, we'll, we'll have to leave that open to listeners to tell us what yeah, exactly what they think. What no, fate befell that basketball? What do you have a security guy say when there's surveillance? Can you enhance that for me? Check that yeah. off the list. Oh, yeah. And then also what this minute is actually intended for. I guess that we get like Lex is more or less retracing his footsteps that we followed when we were here earlier. Yeah. Because he picks his way through this demolished lab following the trail of destruction to the case that I guess previously had held uh, the whale to use yeah. the, the parlance of, of Lex that has been in just a, again, fan service beyond fan service, the Batarang stuck, you know, leaving the mark of the Batman. Not just the Batarang, but you look at this whole scenario and it is so, I remember I talk about the, do you bleed, you will moment and just how you can hear the adrenaline in his voice there about how like his skeleton is about to jump out of his skin to stab Superman. Like, like that's how like ready his body is for violence. Are you talking about the case? Yes. Look at how unnecessarily violent 
the opening of that case. Like, this is Batman. Like, he can, I don't know, cut a, a perfect hole in that. To, but, like, it seems like he intentionally, like, worked out some frustration. There's burn marks. It's pried Oh, It's not popped inwards. He didn't crash it inwards. No. It's pried open and melted and burned. And I don't know if, like, polycarbonate like this could be physically torn the way that it is, but it is. Yeah. And, um, and then, and then the Batarang stuck there is such a, it's intentional. It's like the finger. It's like the finger sticking out of the, like, that's not an act. It's not like that just happened to land there. It's like he stuck that there as a message. Which ironically, right? Like he still thinks that he is not doing exactly what Lex wants him to. Well, and that's what's so crazy about it is that it's so like spiteful. And I'm not even sure what he has against Lex at this point, right? Like, aren't they like Lex wants the kryptonite to be used for this also. It's not like Lex is necessarily on, or maybe he's just, I don't know. Just his payback for the chase. I I guess like you thought you lost me, but I came here and I took it. Like he wanted Lex to know that he took it. And 99 times out of a hundred, he would stare at it angrily. Yeah. That he was foiled, but Lex just the smile that creeps into his lips is great. It's great. It also lets you know, exactly where we are in the movie and this is where the hand starts really being tilted if you miss the paycheck if you miss you know the the speech that wallace is giving and all of this stuff and you you miss you know that lex bombed the Capitol, but if you haven't put together the first clues him smiling here is kind of showing the hand and of this is all going according to his plan and again as he looks onto this case and smiles that's the end of the minute Another, yeah. uh, I think it's perfect. I think it actually does, and it cuts away from him to Lois directly at the zero mark. So, well, don't we get like they say, like the suspected bomber is is, and then yep. that's the end of the minute. So we'll have to find out. <laughs> Who is it? Mercy? Is it June? Is it Soledad Who O'Brien? Is it? Well, it is kind of a cliffhanger, though. Like, was we're joking about it being a, being a mystery, but. I guess in this context, we don't really know who they because do they are do they think it was Superman? Do they like do they like who do they think you know or do they suspect it was? They probably, I assume it's maybe they don't suspect Lex, but they're about to deliver some very significant information, and we will find out next minute. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, fair warning now: way less super cool Lex on a super cool motorcycle in the next minute. Yeah, I think we have one hundred percent of our super cool Lex Luthor um, in this minute. <laughs> uh, a little goes a long way. Yeah, <laughs> I will say there. Lexi with her has gotten what he wanted. Hopefully you all have gotten what you wanted from our discussion of Minute 95. See what I did there? Thank you for listening. Thank you to the basketball for its sacrifice. Arguably, we'll see if that changes, but I would say the best visual gag in the entire movie so far. Oh, yeah. It's, it's what's hilarious when people say Zack Snyder isn't funny and like, look at the basketball. There's a <laughs> there's a punctured <laughs> basketball on the floor here. Like, what do you mean he's not funny? <laughs> yeah, and like just just deflated enough to still hold the shape. So it's like, uh, you know, oh, like it's so sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it served the movie and Lex and us very well. We hope we are doing the same for the listeners out there uh, listening to the podcast that you've enjoyed this minute and the minutes preceding it and the minutes to come. This movie is going to get into some super heavy minutes. Now you just said that it served its purpose. And I realized that like the character arc of that basketball started with a deception against June Finch. And so, and now the deception is no longer necessary because the, the kryptonite, which Finch was there to see has now been stolen and that is represented by the punctured basketball. And the deception of Finch is, is over, and she is dead, and Batman has a kryptonite. Wow. 
So many layers. Zack Snyder is a genius. We hope that you'll continue listening to the podcast and that you are enjoying it. <laughs> I don't know why, but if you want to encourage this level and style of analysis, you can do that by supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash Snyder Minute. Or you can simply download the podcast, listen to it, review us on iTunes, and share it around with anyone that you think would be interested in this. I like, if I like anyone how you else- say this level and style. You're yeah, like this level I, and style. You don't specify what this level or this style is. Nope. Just this, <laughs> whatever this is. If you support it, thanks. Is the yeah? I can see the the university headline: the basketball and Batman v Superman colon symposiarch to Senator June Finch. <laughs> So we encourage that. If you want to do that, then that's great. If you do that, please let us know on Twitter at BVS by the minute uh, and keep up to the minute with any academic sourcing that you need by going to SnyderMinute.com for any of the podcasts we're doing on BVS. And soon Justice League, who knows what basketball themed imagery and symbolism Zack Snyder will be layering in with the now one to 1.33 aspect ratio. You'll be able to see so much more of an entire basketball I think they're going with footballs there, which actually is more of a widescreen. Wow. If the basketball is a square, then the football would be the widescreen version of the basketball. What bas- is a like- basketball if not an inflated football? Their mothers have the same name. We're going. This is rubber.